0: to Waking Oz with Sue and Deirdre a podcast for women who want to step out, reclaim themselves, and create their most kick-ass life.
1: That's right. And today's episode of 12 Roads to Oz is called Don't Let Your Age Define You. It is never, and we mean never too late for a do-over. Yes, ladies, it is not too late to go in a different direction with your career or your life in general. It's never too late to do what you love. It does not matter if you're 40, 50, 60, or 80. If you are breathing pretty much, it's not too late.
0: Yes, and I think so many women fall into the age trap. And part of that is because our society perpetuates the idea that success is achieved early in your career if you just work hard and you're determined. But just because you haven't found the perfect career by age 40 or if you're unhappy in your career, it doesn't mean that your life has to remain status quo.
1: And that's a great point, I think, because I think women in their 40s and 50s bring something so unique. They bring life experience and a different perspective to their work. And I've always thought that the most interesting people I know are the ones that continue to take on those new skills to learn new things and to actually reinvent themselves. That's the fun of life. There's no limit to what you can do ever. No one says, okay, your time is up except maybe you.
0: Yeah. And I think so. We've been talking about, you know, different women that have reinvented themselves and one that I was really drawn to because uh, my son Colin is obsessed with her is Ina Garden. So I think Colin has every cookbook uh, that Ina Garden has ever published. Yep. Uh, what I didn't realize about her is that she was actually working in nuclear energy policy, budget and management for the White House, and feeling totally unfulfilled in her career. <laughs> so, yeah. So there she was working in nuclear energy policy, and she made the decision to leave her White House job and buy a specialty food store. And now she's an author and a host of the extremely popular food show, The Barefoot Contessa. And, you know, we think of her as a food person, right? We certainly don't think of her as a nuclear energy person. So she really turned her career around in midlife in a very significant way.
1: Yeah. And imagine, Deirdre, the conversation and the naysayers in the White House when she broke the news and said, hey, guys, I'm not going to work on nuclear energy policy anymore. I'm going to go write cookbooks and have my own cooking show. I would bet you there were some sneers and jeers. I would bet you there were people who were like, you were never going to, you know, what are you doing? Why would you give up this job? That's never going to work out. I would imagine she had a lot Of people who are giving her the side eye, if you know. And let me just
0: say, you know, we've talked about this before. I'm a terrible cook. And I just want to say, full disclosure, Ina Garden has changed our life because the things that Colin cooks for us because of Ina Garden are amazing
1: <laughs> right but I can just imagine what people were saying behind her back like she's nuts she's crazy but she went for it she listened to her gut she probably surrounded herself with people that were like nope you you can do this if you want and she totally changed the direction of her life and she was a success so there you Absolutely. have it <laughs> And I like to bring up Madeleine Albright. She, of course, the first female secretary of state, started her political career not until her 40s, believe it or not. After years of working part time as a journalist and then staying at home with her kids, she finally decided on a completely different career path. And we all know where that led. And now she's in the history books. But she started all of that her whole political life in her 40s. Amazing.
0: Amazing. Another person that's always been really interesting to me because I love theater and film is Nora Ephron. And when you think of Nora Ephron, you know, she wrote When Harry Met Sally, Sleepless in Seattle, Julia and Julia. And you really think of her as a screenwriter. But she changed careers in midlife after her marriage ended and she needed to support her children and um she talks about realizing at that point in her life that the one person she could rely on was herself and she actually is quoted in a rolling stone article saying and i quote that's a realization a woman comes to very late in life it's just me so i started doing scripts and it saved me and i think that's just amazing to think you know everybody thinks of her as this incredibly successful screenwriter But she also came to that much later in her career, really out of necessity.
1: I think you're right. And I think she hit on something you know, when she says, it's just me, we've talked about this in earlier episodes of this podcast, that the only person you have complete control over is yourself. Kids grow up, they leave, they start their own lives, marriages end, people pass away. In the end, it's you. And that's why we call this waking Oz, because you're the only one who can find your particular Oz and you'd better figure it out. And I think that Nora is right. A lot of us, it dawns on us, later in life, sometimes too late in life, but you know, once it dawns on you, you got to move because she's right. You, you ha- It's just you. And I love, I'm going to refer to one of my favorite parts in, um, you know, that graduation speech, it was a song. It was all kinds of things that wear sunscreen.
0: Yeah. Wasn't that the one where Kurt Vonnegut got the credit? He got the credit.
1: He (laughs) got the credit, which was really funny because it was actually written by a Chicago Tribune columnist, Mary Schmeich, I think her name was. And then it became a song and and it it was like the longest running thing that he actually wrote that graduation speech and, and he never did, nor did he deliver it. So it's kind of funny. But I do like the part in that graduation speech where they say, quote, don't feel guilty if you don't know what you want to do with your life. The most interesting people I know didn't know at 22 what they wanted to do with their lives. Some of the most interesting 40-year-olds I know still don't. And I'll add that some 50-year-olds still don't. And that's okay. That's great. I still say all the time, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up because the possibilities are always endless, no matter how old you are. And that's the gift that life is, in my opinion.
0: I think, you know, you might know what you want to do and then that can change. And I think that's OK as well. Yeah. You know, I, I was thinking about um, my husband's grandmother. She actually worked as a secretary at Clark University for her whole life. And then she retired and went back to college to get a college degree. Love so that. Um, she she just said, you know what? I I am going to spend every day of my life learning, mm-hmm. which I think is is so amazing. So she actually graduated from Clark university, I think at 81 years old.
1: Stop it. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, I love she was, that.
0: She was amazing. I also love uh, the late Andy Rooney's take on older women. Andy Rooney was always one of my favorite parts of 60 minutes. And um, wasn't his
1: commentary Deirdre always the, like the last five minutes of the show. It
0: was the last five minutes. Yeah. And sometimes even if I didn't watch, my parents always watch 60 minutes. But, Me too. Even if I didn't watch all of 60 Minutes, I would watch the end with Andy Rooney because I just I I just loved him. Um, But when he talks about older women, he says a woman over 40 knows herself well enough to be assured in who she is, what she is, what she wants and from whom you women past the age of 40, give a damn about what you might think about her or what she's doing. <laughs> Amen. <laughs>
1: Amen to that. I, I love, love that. him. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I guess this all begs the question, how do you make a change? And we've said before, change can be scary. So what can we actually do to take the plunge? And I think first you got to figure out your strengths. Um, we talked about this in previous episodes as well. You know, we all have superpowers. We all have strengths. And I think often women in their forties and fifties have strengths that women do not have in their twenties. Everybody thinks, Oh, to be in my twenties again, you know, blah, 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 blah. But you have so, you have had so much more life experience and you have so much more perspective. So leveraging these strengths can actually make you a huge asset to any organization or to
0: anything that you decide to pursue. Mm -hmm. And I think, thinking about what makes you happy. You know, I think when you get to a certain age, you're like, I don't want to do things that don't make me happy anymore. You know, and not that we don't have days, you know, we do things, cooking (laughs) does not make me happy. But um, Uh but in our job, you know, I think writing down a list of the ways you would spend your time if you were given the choice I actually have my my oldest and best friend from childhood. I really want to have her on our podcast, but she spent, you know, the majority of her career working in higher education and she has actually left higher education to become a potter. And um, she That's just cool. said, I have always wanted to do pottery and I'm just going to take a year and see where it takes me. And I think, you know, she really said, And we talked about this a little bit in a previous episode with Carrie, you know, when I'm doing something I love, the time just flies by. Yeah. You know, I just, I lose sense of the time. So I think really thinking about what makes you happy is so important. Yeah. And, you know, reaching out to
1: other people who are working in a career you're interested in, you know, using all the resources we have today, LinkedIn and all of those kinds of things. You know, set up a time to talk via Zoom, to talk in your car having coffee, um, to talk by phone. You know, other strong women can be a great resource, and by the way, most women want to help. They you just have to ask. So take the time to learn as much as you can about a new career you're considering by surrounding yourself with people who know more about it than you do, and and that's a great start.
0: And I think, you know, this is a time period where we do maybe have a little more time to do that, Yeah. right? You're home, you're not commuting. So, you know, I think writing out a timeline and thinking about what is something I can do today? Who's somebody I can reach out today, um, email them, connect on LinkedIn, make a phone call, um, and then think about what can you do next week, next month, and next year to work towards your goal.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we've said this before, but say it out loud, surround yourself with a small group of really supportive people who can encourage you along the way and talk about it. It makes you accountable. It makes it more real. It's going to get you excited, all of those things. So don't be afraid to talk about it.
0: Yes, that is so important because with information and support and a clear commitment to leveraging your strengths, you can make a change. If you are committed to it, you can do it. So please encourage each other and also encourage your friends to listen to Waking Oz. We would so appreciate the love. We'd appreciate a follow or a like on social media as well. We are trying to get to 1,000 likes on Facebook. So will you help us?
1: Yes, they will.
0: (laughs) We wish you all
1: positive thoughts. We wish you all that you're all safe, that you're all well. Please join us next Thursday and every Thursday for another episode of 12 Roads to Oz
0: on the Waking Oz podcast. See you then.